Hello! Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called Bad News, Good News, an original story by Daniel Hines based on a traditional Taoist parable. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Cameron and Austin and their family in Kentucky, Maggie and her family, Duncan and Ayla and their family, and Callie and Sydney and their family. Thank you so much, Sydney, Callie, Ayla, Duncan, Maggie, Austin, and Cameron. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and receive a thank you in a future episode, please head to patreon.com slash stories and make a pledge. Then send an email to Amanda at storiespodcast.com and let us know who to thank. For as little as $1 per month, our Patreon subscribers also gain access to a special commercial-free feed with all of our past episodes on it. The feed works with any podcast player, and you can email us if you need help setting it up. Thanks! Enjoy the episode! Bad news, good news. It was the bottom of the ninth. Two outs and runners on second and third, just waiting to score. The Sox relief pitcher had given up three hits to the last three batters, and now the team was only up by a single point. Come on! shouted David at the TV. He's getting hammered! You gotta put in Martin! On the screen, the pitcher threw a curveball that declined to curve and instead came in slow over the plate. With a thwack, the batter knocked the ball over the third baseman's head into the outfield. The left fielder caught it on one bounce and fired it to home plate. The runner on third stopped short and was forced to retreat, but now it was bases loaded. Any hit would lose the Sox the game. Finally, said David, as the coach came onto the field and pulled the pitcher. The crowd started chanting for Martin, and sure enough, the old pro came jogging out of the bullpen with a smile and wave. Who is this Martin they're all yelling about? asked Auntie Ling. David rolled his eyes. His aunt, who was actually his great-aunt on his dad's side, had been living with them for a year now since she moved from China, and she still didn't know the first thing about baseball. David, on the other hand, had always lived just miles from the park and never missed a game if he could help it. Andrew Martin is only the best closer to ever play the game, said David. He throws a pitch called the knuckleball. It's basically impossible to hit. On the TV, Martin took the mound. He threw a fluttering pitch and the batter whiffed. Two more just like it and the Sox had won the game. You see, he's the best. He's very good, agreed Auntie Ling. There's a baseball camp for pitchers this summer at the park. I'm going, and I'm going to be the next Andrew Martin knuckleballer. Very good, honey. Now would you slide over the coffee table for me? It's time to meditate. Sighing, David moved the furniture. Later that evening, he was in the backyard practicing his pitching. His father had set him up a springy net that sent the balls back to him. It even had a strike zone painted in the center. David Zing, greatest pitcher in the history of the world, has two outs in the bottom of the ninth, World Series Game 7, David narrated to himself. Three balls, two strikes, it all comes down to this. Here's the windup and the pitch. David stepped and threw. The ball zoomed across the yard and hit the bottom corner of the strike zone. Strike three, socks win, socks win, the crowd goes wild. 
nice arm, said his dad, coming out the back door. With a cannon like that, you don't even need a baseball camp. He picked up the ball from the grass and tossed it back to David. Speaking of which, Dad continued. Just by his tone, David could guess he had bad news. We looked into that camp and it's just too much money, David. We can't afford it. David felt his heart drop like a sinking fastball. What? But you said I could go! I said you could probably go, but that was before I knew how much it cost. I went over it with your mom, buddy. We just can't afford it. I'm sorry. David took off his glove and threw it into the dirt with a huff. His dad watched him kick it across the yard for a moment and then turned and headed back inside. We can talk when you're done losing your temper, he said, closing the door behind him. What? What? I didn't lose my temper. You lost your temper. My temper is great, David yelled at the closed door. My temper is so good you can't even handle it. The back door swung open again and Auntie Ling padded outside in her slippers. What's all this yelling about? David blushed a little and slumped into a lawn chair. It's just not fair. What isn't fair? I don't get to go to baseball camp now. It's too expensive. Is that all? Is that all? It's pretty much the worst news ever. When an old man lost his horse, David kicked at the dirt under his chair. I don't know what that means. It's an old Taoist parable. Auntie Ling was full of old Taoist parables. She had brought them all with her from China, and sometimes David suspected that she made them up as she went along. Do you want to know the story behind it? Not really. Well, Auntie said, ignoring his answer. In ancient China, an old man lost his horse. It seemed bad, but he was a follower of Taoism, so he simply said, Good news, bad news, who can say? Losing a horse is bad, come on! It seems that way, but a few days later the horse came back, and he was followed by several wild stallions, so the old man's herd grew. Still, the old man simply said, Good news, bad news, who can say? That's dumb. Of course getting more horses is good. It looked that way. But the very next day, the old man's son was trying to tame the wild stallions and fell and broke his arm. His neighbors all came to offer their condolences, but the old man simply said, Good news, bad news, who can say? A broken arm? I don't see how that can ever be good. So thought many people. But a week later, a warlord came and took all the young men of fighting age for his army. The old man's son was left behind because of his broken arm. The army was destroyed by enemies, but the son survived. So you see, good news, bad news, who can say? Is that the whole story? David asked miserably. It is. Do you understand? Yeah, everything is terrible and your best bet is to fall off your terrible horse and break your terrible arm. Auntie sighed and ruffled David's hair. What I'm saying is that missing baseball camp may not end up that bad. Not that bad? How can you even say that? It's the worst thing ever. That's how you feel now. 
today. In the long run, though, good news, bad news, who can say? I can say, David thought darkly, but he kept it to himself. His auntie, despite or maybe because of his angry expression, launched into a silly song as she walked around the backyard, tending her flowers with the last of the day's light. There's a flower blooming cause of every rainy day There's a teacher who's allergic and he has to miss his class There's a kid who didn't study but now maybe she can pass Good news, bad news, who can say? Don't be mad at every stumble or you'll surely lose your way Good news, bad news, who can say? Take your life and love your life and live it day by day. Take your life and love your life and live it day by day. David left her singing and went to bed early. The next day, he moped around the house, watching TV and playing video games without much interest. It was only the second week of summer vacation, but he was already bored of it. His father must have been able to tell, because after dinner, he called David into the kitchen and sat him down at the table. So, buddy, I know you're upset about the baseball camp and I can't fix that, but I do have some good news. What is it? David asked skeptically. I got you a job. That's the good news? What kind of job? David's dad worked on a computer in a cubicle all day. David wasn't sure he'd like a job where he didn't get to throw things. You'll be delivering papers. I got you a good route. Starts here and goes down Main Street and swings pretty close to the ballpark where the Sox practice. Pays $20 a day. Pretty good, right? David liked the sound of it. He could work his pitching arm by hawking papers at the doors. Even better was the ballpark. He'd spent countless hours on the edges of that ballpark, watching the pros practice through a distant chain-link fence. $20 a day sounded okay, too, until he did some quick math. The amount of money he needed for baseball camp divided by $20 a day. It'll take me like a whole summer to save up for camp, David said miserably. By then, the whole thing will be over. Sure, said his dad, annoyingly positive. But you'll be able to afford it next year. I guess so, David said. Waiting a whole year sounded terrible but he didn't have a lot of other choices. Isn't there something else you would like to say to your father? Asked Auntie Ling as she walked to the fridge. Thanks, Dad, David added, trying his best to mean it. He started working the very next day. Armed with a giant canvas bag of newspapers and riding his bike, he delivered the paper house by house. The socks were on the road, playing out in California, so he didn't get to see them practice but the job still wasn't so bad. At the end of the week when he got his first envelope of money, he decided it was actually pretty great. Hey, auntie, he said when he got back home, sweaty and happy. I got a paper route and I'm making my own money. Isn't that good news? He asked with a grin. Yes, dear. I'm very happy for you, auntie said with a smile. You are? Why wouldn't I be? 
I don't know, I just sort of figured you would tell me the old man story again. Good news, bad news, who can say, and all that. Auntie laughed. That's a story for bad times. When things are good, be happy. Never hold in a smile. That's like putting a butterfly in a jar. In the end, it only dies. Let your smile show when you are happy. Remember the old man when you're sad. I guess that makes sense. Of course it does. Now let go of Auntie and take a shower. You smell like sweaty socks. That night, David slept soundly and had sweet dreams of Andrew Martin's knuckleball taking the socks to the World Series. The next day, he woke to rain. It rained buckets all morning. It poured gallons through lunch. By early afternoon, it was still streaming steady from the sky, but David knew he couldn't wait any longer. Throwing on a yellow raincoat, he went to work. His bike sizzled through puddles as he raced through his route. Down Main Street he flew, barely pausing to see if the plastic-bagged newspapers landed on the right porch. He weaved around a deep puddle and dodged a floating branch. Finally, he turned off Main Street and headed towards the ballpark. Here, each house was much bigger, and the yards were further apart, bordered in fancy bushes and stuff like that. As he passed the park, David slowed to see if there was anyone practicing inside. The players were off for the all-star break, but maybe they still had to work out or something. He rolled along, craning his neck to see over the fence, and rode right over a glass bottle floating down the side of the road. It burst with a tinkling crash and ripped David's front tire to shreds. The bike rattled and jerked violently, and he spilled into the puddles alongside of the road, rolling to a stop on one of the beautifully kept lawns that bordered the ballpark. David sat up and winced. Both his knees were skinned and red, and so was his left elbow. He was also soaked from head to toe. Overall, not too bad, but his bike was a lot worse off. The front wheel had no tire left, and the metal rim was bent. It was probably ruined. Stupid thing. With an angry little yell, David stood up and kicked his bike, grinding it into the dirt. He'd probably have to buy a whole new bike now. He'd probably have to spend all the money he made. He'd probably be better off just quitting the whole thing right here and now. It was just terrible. Did anyone ever have such bad luck? For some reason, he thought of his Auntie Ling and her story. What would she say if she could see him now? David was embarrassed just by the thought. She would probably laugh at him and tell him that good news, bad news, who could say? Who could say said David, drawing a deep breath. It seems bad now, he thought, but what had Auntie sung again? Don't be mad at every stumble or you'll surely lose your way, he said, and felt himself relax. He picked his bike up from the dirt and brushed it off. Now that he was calm, he could see the rim was bent, but his dad could probably show him how to fix it. After that, all he'd need was a cheap tire from the department store. With a smile, David realized it was no longer raining. He'd have to wheel his bike the rest of the way home, but at least he wouldn't have to get poured on while he did it. A little further down the road, there was a house set far back from the street. Rather than wheel his bike all the way down the driveway, David dropped it onto the grass and took a newspaper from his bag. It's David Zing on the mound, he said, sliding into his pitching stance. Here's the wind-up and the pitch. 
David through the paper like a fastball. It streaked over the lawn, and it didn't just reach the house. It thumped right into the front door. You trying to knock my house down, kid? A voice drawled. There was someone on the front porch. No, he shouted. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure it reached. The man was walking down the driveway towards him. He was tall and lanky with the hat pulled down low over his eyes. David picked up his bike and prepared to bolt. Easy there. No harm done, the man said, and he took off his hat. You're... you're... Andrew Martin, yeah, he said with a laugh. And what's your name? David, said David after a minute. Was this really happening? Had he hit his head in the crash? He reached up and felt his helmet securely in place. It was real then. What are you doing here? He blurted out. I don't like to drive, so I rent a house near the park for the season, the pitcher said. I didn't count on any crazy paper boys blowing a hole through my front door, though. I'm so sorry, Mr. Martin. I was trying to go to the pitching camp, but I didn't have the money, so I got a paper route, and then it was raining, and I got distracted, and I uh, hit a bottle, and my tire blew, so I'm walking my bike, and you have this long driveway, and I thought I could just throw it faster than walk up the whole thing, said David. He knew he was probably saying too much, but he was so excited to be meeting his favorite player that he seemed to have lost control of his mouth. Mr. Martin laughed again, and then looked thoughtful for a moment. You talking about that pitching camp at the park? he asked, then continued when David nodded. That's for beginners. Just showing the basic mechanics. Arm like yours, I think you'd do better in my more advanced class. Wait right there. He jogged back to his house and came back with a paper in his hand. Here's the info for the advanced class, and I wrote my number on the back. Have your parent or guardian give me a call and we'll get you in. Really? That's incredible. That's amazing. That's so cool. That's, uh, wait, how, how much does it cost? Mr. Martin smiled and shook his head. Don't you worry about that. Whatever it is, we'll get you in. You stick with that paper route, though. Good job for a kid your age. I used to do it myself back in the day. For real? For real. How do you think I got so good? A few minutes later, David was walking his bike home. Paper clutched in one fist like it was something precious, which, to David at least, it was. Smiling widely, David found himself thinking about his auntie. What had she said about happiness? Let your smile show? Well, David let his smile show so big that his cheeks were hurting. It was a good kind of hurt, though, like from laughing too long or loud. He couldn't wait to tell his auntie all about it. The End Today's story, Bad News, Good News, is an original story based on a Taoist parable written by Daniel Hines and performed by me, Amanda Weldon, with a song by us both. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and receive a thank you in a future episode, please head to patreon.com stories and make a pledge. Then send an email to amanda at storiespodcast.com and let us know who to thank. Thanks for listening!